0: Whether it's banking or the world beyond, artificial intelligence can't fix everything that's wrong, but it offers the banking industry an unprecedented chance to combine the human touch with unparalleled assistance in a do-it-for-me world. It has to be more, though, than plugging machine A into slot B. What does that entail? To find out, we'll talk with Fran Duggan, CEO of Payrails. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the Managing Editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. It is great to have you here with us. And coming in live from Connecticut, we have Fran Duggan. Fran is the CEO of Payrails. As CEO of Payrails, Fran is responsible for oversight of all aspects of the company. He's an experienced payments entrepreneur and visionary with a successful track record of turning vision into reality. Fran, welcome aboard. Thank you, Lou, and uh, happy to be here. Looking forward
1: to our discussion.
0: Some would say the payment system is making progress. Other people would say it's broken. What's your view?
1: Broken's a very good term to use. And I think when you talk about the payment system, there are so many systems out there. And this one, you know it's broken. When other people outside our industry can step in and give a better solution than those of us who have been in this banking world for eons. So I think we need to really... Take that step back versus putting band-aids on what we already
0: have. And to that end, you authored an excellent piece that ran in BAI Banking Strategies, AI as in Actionable Insights. And here's what you said. Despite ample data, banks have lacked the know-how and technology to put AI to good use for consumers. The future payments industry will apply AI to solve this problem and add value to consumers' everyday lives, even as AI puts banks back in the center of their financial lives. Tell us what that means to you. When I think about banking and financial services, the original mission
1: was to facilitate commerce. The idea of banking was to get out of trading chickens for wheat and we created currency and then we needed banking systems to kind of monitor and manage that. And so it was all about how do you help the economies grow? And then when you think about it, we've kind of fallen backwards when it comes to some of the things that we've been doing. And now we have this new technology and this new capabilities. And I think it's a time to re-energize and I say kind of leap forward as opposed to incremental steps. And some people confuse AI as, this you know, the whole world with robots walking around. Some of it is simple as It's the capability to use largest amounts of data, and nobody has more data than banks. Using that data, leveraging insights, applying algorithms or logic to it to pull out meaningful things that can add value. You know, I look at today's world and when we think about making a bill payment online. Who goes home on a Friday and says, I can't wait to pay my bills? (laughs) My opinion is, if somebody else could do that for me, wouldn't that be great? So as we approach this do it for me world, Why can't my bank pay my bills for me? Don't give me a tool to build it myself or figure it out myself. You have my data. You know who I pay. You know when my bills are due. You know what I like to pay. You know how much money I have to pay them. Why can't we add the smarts to that and say, you know what? you bus ride home on a Friday night. You get a nice little text from your bank that says, hey, you have four bills coming due. And by the way, you get paid next Thursday. We'll send them to be paid on that pay date. You okay with that? and with a simple touch of a button, you're done with your bills for the week. That's a very different experience and that's from a user perspective saying, wow, my bank did that for me. That is a very positive solution, value add to your customer base as opposed to how do I make myself more efficient? It's time to now take the technology and say, how do I deliver more value to my consumers and businesses?
0: Voice interaction is gonna play a huge role in this. And we recently had Michelle Moore, Bank of America on the podcast, and she told us that it's not just about the chat bot, but something beyond that. And that's where the interaction comes in. Tell us how you see that unfolding, especially as it relates to payments.
1: I think it's a huge opportunity as opposed to a threat. And a lot of people will associate artificial intelligence with the voice capabilities. It's really another interface And what you see today a lot on the voice side is what I call translation capabilities, meaning it's taking your voice, it's turning it into text, and then doing the same thing as if you had typed it in. And I think what voice does, though, it can do something so much more because it can bring more people to use the services today. My father-in-law, who's 85 years old, doesn't like computers, never used an ATM, but getting to the bank is tough now. And so we got him set up with some of this stuff and the Alexa, an awesome tool because he's not worried about online banking which kind of scares him and typing in the wrong thing but when he just says, hey, what's my balance today? And it spits back a number. To him, that is just awe-inspiring. Now you take that simple example And you move it to the next generation, who, by the way, the next generation, their idea of driving a car is getting into this thing they call a car and telling it, take me to Bobby's house. And off they go. And so you've got to start thinking about having a smarter conversation. That's where I take AI and voice. You you start combining those things and now you've got this Alexa machine that on Friday night, what's my financial status? And all of a sudden, your bank answers, well, hello, Fran. Today, you're looking pretty good. You've got plenty of money. We're setting your bills up to be paid on Thursday. And by the way, would you like us to rebalance your portfolio? Or maybe you have excess money in your checking account. We can move that over into the savings. Well, thank you, ABC Bank. Could you do that for me? Just think about the impact that can have. And now I'm doing it the same way I'd walk into my branch today and talk to my representative. Now I'm doing it through this machine I'm not worried about syntax, I'm not worried about typing skills, I'm just having a conversation with my new private
0: banker. One interesting question that this brings up is how we keep automation from cutting down on the human side of customer experience. It sounds as though if we're really thoughtful, we can have the best of both worlds. I couldn't agree more. It's actually one of the foundations that
1: we talk about as much as we talk about our ability to deliver these value-added AI-type of capabilities for the do-it-for-me world, one of the things that we're proud of is we back that up with people. So when you get uncomfortable, you get a situation, you hear something from your Alexa that's like, Whoa, I'm not sure what that means for me. I really like to talk to a human. Well, now you can back it up with a human because your humans are not spending their time taking what you've told them and typing it into a machine. That's been done. Now that human is adding value to the experience. I'm solving your problem for you. I'm helping you through something. I'm not spending my time trying to help you do a transfer that you could just tell Alexa to do. So I think it takes the human dynamics and kind of, I don't want to say raises it, but allows it to add more
0: value. That scenario that you described earlier with a car, instead of going through the drive through you tell the car to make certain financial moves or transactions or pull balances and save the trip to the bank. We've got wearables that are going to be entering the picture. What excites you the most about this future that we truly are on the cusp of realizing?
1: I love when my watch just vibrates on my wrist and I get a quick message maybe from my wife saying, are you coming home tonight or whatever. That to me is a minor example. I look at that future and say, so, think of the new world, it's not about going to the bank in my self-driving car. It's while I say, you know what, I get up in the morning, I get in my car and say, I feel like going to Maine today. Take me to a nice place in Maine. And while you're in that car experience, you might say, I am interfacing with my online partner, my personal banker, and I'm handling my financials and I'm talking to my banker and I say, you know what, directly connect me to somebody at the bank. And now a person comes on the phone and I'm doing this in this new environment where I'm not even thinking about driving. Those types of things are not that far-fetched. I've actually talked to some people out in Detroit, a large bank out there who's very involved in this, and they say, don't kid yourself, we're not far away. And wearables, you know, the old Star Trek, anything you saw on Star Trek is coming true. When I can tap my chest and say, you know, what's my balance, (laughs) that's going to be a fun day. It's just not that far away as I think some people would like to think it is. It's not encroaching on anything. It's not about privacy invasion. So I think the future is bright, exciting. And I think payments and banking, this is a chance to go from the old ways to say, leverage what we have and banks have plenty of data, banks have technology. Current providers may not be giving them what they need, but it's out there. Finding the right partners is important. And I think you can leapfrog, and I use the word leapfrog, to really leverage the power of what we already have as an industry, deliver on our basic mission, and the future is bright if we can do that.
0: Now, if someone in financial services, and certainly this podcast host can say this, Fran, you've sold me. This is exciting, this is great, but what do I do to start? What would you tell them?
1: Typically, and I've seen this, and I've been in the industry a long time, you call your existing providers and say, hey, can you help me? What's going on with this person-to-person stuff? And immediately a sales rep gets on and says, well, here's what we offer, and here's how much it's going to cost you. Sometimes it's going to some of these conferences that... I know budgets have been tight, especially over recent years, but it is just going online and just searching around, looking at different things. Payrails is a classic example. We've had great response every time we've talked to somebody. And I say it's not just about us, but look around. Open your eyes a little bit. Step back. And the other thing, if you're over 50, if you have children, talk to your kids. Look what they're doing. See how they're interacting. I said, I have my personal focus group of three, Carrie, Kevin, and Colleen, my three children, all in their late 20s, all who just educate me crazy. Because I'm saying, what do you mean you're watching your TV show on your phone? It's like, well, where else would I do it, Dad? It just makes you think. So I just think people have to step back from the mundane, open your eyes to what's out there on the internet, talk to the younger generations, because those younger generations are no longer these teenage kids. Their millennials are in their 20s and 30s they have money they have smarts they have the capability to change things we need to start going where they are as opposed to trying to get them to do it our way
0: don tapscott who wrote a book called growing up digital said that for the first time in human history we have generations that know more about a force that drives the world than the adults do i really got so much out of this podcast as well friend thank you for being with us today Thank
1: you, Lou. I really enjoy talking about the future because that's where the fun is. We're just getting started.
0: So I appreciate it. Fran Duggan is CEO of PayRails. He's based in Connecticut. You can look for Fran on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, if banking has fallen backwards in terms of payments, AI offers an opportunity to leap forward to use storehouses of data and leverage it to gain valuable consumer insights. It's a logical starting point, but for many banks, AI means saving money on the back end through robotic process automation, for example. It's time to use AI to put value on the front end for consumers. Number two, it's a do it for me world. And for all the talk of chatbots, the simple truth is that voice activation can do more. It can help even the least computer savvy person to gather crucial information such as bank balances, then go beyond to update and arrange financial moves so that they forward a consumer's most important goals. So think voice activation and then act on it. And number three, with AI, the future is bright and exciting. And while finding the right partners is a good first step, smart bankers need to double down on learning, open up to new ventures, go to conferences, go online and do research. And if you're over 50, talk to your kids. Millennials in particular know a whole lot about how this brave new digital world works. Don't miss our immersive annual event, BAI Beacon, which takes place in Orlando, Florida, October 9th through 11th. It takes a team to transform an organization, and each team member has their own area of expertise that's critical to the effort. At BAI Beacon, you can find the topics most relevant to your individual role and regroup at the end of the day with fresh perspective and ideas. Save 50% when you register before May 31st, To find out more, visit BAIBeacon.com. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment, where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. So often that big breakthrough in terms of attitude comes when we feel the most stuck, or in Fran Duggan's case, literally stuck in the mud. Here's how he turned career frustration and even an emergency stint sorting mail into a vision that delivers. Listen.
1: I go way back, way, way back. It was actually my first job out of college at a bank as a management trainee, which were very big jobs back in the day. And I was all excited because I was going to be the star of that bank, let me tell you. In a management trainee program, you kind of go through different areas of the bank. And so I was put into the wholesale lockbox operations group. So I was supposed to spend nine months there. I'll never forget it. And one night in that place where two people in the mailroom didn't show, when I was sorting mail at 1.30 in the morning, I remember just thinking to myself, what am I doing? And my manager walked in and I started my moaning and griping about, you know, this is not the career I thought I was going to be. And I looked at him, and this gentleman was—I believe he was a Yale grad, but I know he went to Chicago Business School. He was an Anderson Consulting, you know, for a few years, and he took this job as an operations manager at this large bank in New England. And I finally said, "You know, I, I don't. Why, why would you take a job here?" He looked at me, and he kind of said, "Well, here's my view." He said, "A star always shines brighter in the mud than it does amongst the other stars." And basically, we went on talking about if you really want to make a difference, it's not always going where all the funny and the great stuff is. Sometimes you can make the difference where the hard work is. That stuck with me because that was probably 30 plus years ago. But my career then went on inside banking. And I've been through all the operations areas, all the muck, all the places. And I feel like I've made a difference in those type of areas that, you know, I wasn't the glorious salesperson out in the field kind of doing that work behind the scenes stuff. And that's truly what I love. So I can trace a lot of things back to a moment in time when I said, you know what, I think I want to make that
0: difference. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.